0: Hello my sweet friend, welcome to This Embodied Life with board-certified life and well-being nurse coach, Megan Rattan. In this podcast, I offer insights, resources, and practices to support you in connecting with the wisdom of your own body and experiences. Hello, dear one. So, hmm, here we are. I have taken a long time off to <laughs> savor and enjoy and fully surrender into all things summer. And now, I'm officially feeling into autumn. And with that, I have a countdown going down in my head already because on October 1st, I will be leaving my family for two weeks to hike part of the Camino de Santiago in Spain with 12 other women. I I have a million and one reasons not to go. Starting with, we have young children and a really busy schedule right now with school, sports, work, and play. I have my own private practice that I'm currently in the process of growing and expanding and little cherry on top is that our 10-year-old French bulldog now has neuropathy in her hind quarters and needs more one-on-one company. So many of us live really full and busy lives, and so much so that the addition of one more thing can feel deeply overwhelming and daunting. But I have these long-held wishes, hopes, and dreams that as a family, we will be able to travel. I've envisioned us hiking the Dolomites in Italy, the Kumano Kodo trails in Japan, and really taking a month long sabbatical to hike the entire Camino together. These literal globe trotters, a family of pilgrims, if you will. I have always loved travel, but am not much for the museums or architecture at this point in my life. Someday, yes, of course, but for now, I just truly, truly long to explore, to get into these smaller and more remote communities and places to experience the land, the food, the people, the culture, all from a more intimate place. And who knows, it may always be this way, but my husband and I have agreed that the... Different kind of tourism can wait for when we're older. For now, we're at the age where we can move and groove the way we want, and so we want to explore in these different levels. So it was so interesting to have this be this personal calling for me and this longing. And this last December, a dear friend invited me to join her on this trek along the Camino with a group of other women and i was just immediately flooded with feelings i felt very overwhelmed at first by the question it's like this large part of me couldn't even accept the invitation from her i can't leave for that long on a solo trip i thought i have i have yet to travel europe how can i go without my partner There's the energetic and time cost of all of this, being gone for two entire weeks with a possibly heavy dose of jet lag at the end, and then, of course, there's the financial cost. I was so envious of her. Her children are grown. Her business has existed for years. She is single. It just seemed like an obvious yes for her and a not right now for me. And yet, (laughs) there was the deeper part of me, this inner voice, this longing, this seeker and dreamer, the spiritual soul who deeply desired for this to happen. Years ago, I traveled to Haiti for nine days. I joined a group of other medical professionals to support a local clinic in the northern part of the country. And it was my first time being away from my family for that long. The first time in a long while that I did something that fueled and filled my soul independent of them. I wasn't a mom. I wasn't a wife. I was just me. I love the experience so much that I return the following year. This trip, however, that I'm going on next month will be much longer, and it isn't for work. It isn't to be in direct service to others. This trip, for all intents and purposes, can be deemed as selfish. I get mixed energy from others when I share this upcoming news. Some seem envious, curious, very excited, and others seem concerned for my family, and especially my husband. They'll ask, how is he going to do? And a part of me can't help but wonder if the same amount of concern would exist if our roles were reversed, if it was the husband and dad leaving, not the wife and mom. When I brought up the invitation of this trip to my husband, I knew he would be honest with how he felt about it, and I also knew he'd probably say yes, knowing that he'd say yes, we'll be fine, and he'll mean it. It will stretch him, it will stretch all of them, it will be a brand new adventure with trials and tribulations for them, just as much as it will be for me, but they will, they will be fine. It'll be hard, and they'll be fine. It's funny because I'm also recognizing that I have these own patterns when I do this. Every time I plan to leave for somewhere, even a simple girl's weekend away, I always feel this deep pang of hesitation, doubt, and fear right before I go. In fact, the first night, wherever I am, as soon as my head hits the pillow, I wish I was home. I know this about myself now. My husband now knows this about me. It's that part of the brain that wants to protect me. The unknown is so scary. It's scary as hell out there. And staying where we are within constant predictability and routine is where the brain wants to be. Safety, safety, safety. Our brain craves safety. It's as if the mind is saying, no, 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 no No need to leave the cave and explore. Stay here. Sure, it's cold and dark and a little damp, but at least we know what to expect here. Out there, who the hell knows what's happening out there? I'm sharing this experience with you because any time we take a leap of faith, especially on something that appears to be just for us, that is not obvious in service to or for others but just for us it is very easy to talk ourselves out of it we're afraid we're afraid of what we may lose or miss out on we're afraid of what we may gain or how that will change our perspectives we're afraid that we will change And that who we change into may not fit with the status quo or routine of our current lives. And there's always a choice. Even within the rhythms of our own lives, our patterns and behaviors that we create, there's constant choice. But we're almost able to pretend that there isn't, aren't we? (laughs) We're able to exist in such busyness full calendars there's overwhelm that it's almost as if we've surrendered to the whole thing but the truth is change is constant our seasons change our moon changes our children change we change and within that constant change there is also constant choice Making the decision, making the energetic investment to go on this solo trip to Spain is much like the decision people make when they say yes to working with me as their coach. When the logical mind comes to play, when the doubters and the critics, when those parts of us who have surrendered to this is just how it is, are the ones making the judgment calls, saying no is the obvious choice saying no to experiences and investments that serve what seems to be only for yourself is easy because we interpret it as selfish and most women have been conditioned to please and cater to others we are quote unquote the caregivers after all no (laughs) This could lead me down an entirely different other rabbit hole of our invisible and unseen labor that we take on as women. And yet, (laughs) Hmm. so deep breath back to the path of choice of bold choices though. Sometimes we need to offer evidence to our mind, these little reminders of our successes when we've taken bold leaps. Our survival stories, if you will. I have a practice of reflecting back to times that I ventured out alone. I left my small town in Idaho to attend college in Oregon, not knowing a soul there. And after college, I joined AmeriCorps, not knowing a soul there. Then I moved to Colorado alone, and back to Oregon, all solo. Well, not entirely true. I returned to Oregon with a dog, of course. (laughs) I was in my 20s after all. Hmm. Yeah, and then returning to college to major in nursing was a, a big leap for me. I already had a degree and there were no financial options of support at the time. Getting married and having children are some of our biggest leaps of faith. I left my job of 10 years within the hospital system to open a private practice. When I reflect back, the list of these leaps is actually quite long. And this is true for most of us in our own ways. So just as I could easily list the logical reasons to say no, not right now, to this experience that was presented to me, I also have the ability to make a list of all the reasons to say Hell yes to it. Just like we have choice in our day-to-day lives, our routines, our patterns, our behaviors, I too have a choice in this. And the other truth to all of this is that this choice isn't, in fact, selfish. It ripples out. It leads by example to follow what inspires you, It truly shows others that we can do scary, bold things. That it's safe to trust yourself. That letting go of my grasp on the outcome, surrendering to this unknown, is both deeply scary, yes, and also liberating. It's like... When we teach our little ones that they don't have to doggy paddle anymore, that they can in fact lay on their back and float. They need to trust the water, yes. But really, it's that they need to trust themselves. Our bodies are designed to float. All we need to do is lay back and let it happen. No grasping. And so it's this. When I envision full surrender... I envision myself floating on a body of water, truly allowing myself to be held, allowing myself to trust, to trust the process, and to trust myself. But not just my current self. Trust my future self. When I get bogged down by the multitude of what-ifs, Also known as ruminating, right? Which is also known as anxiety. I take a moment to recognize that future Megan, she's got this. She's got this. She'll be there. She'll know what to do. Just as the future version of my husband and my children will know what to do when I'm gone. This experience will stretch all of us, but each of us will also rise with new capabilities and new frames from which we see our worlds. When my thoughts get overwhelmed with what kind of mother, what kind of wife, what kind of woman leaves to walk alone for a while? I take a deep breath and tap into a deeper knowing. A fierce woman makes these choices. A leader, a teacher, a healer, an explorer, a queen. It is she who wants to continue to grow, not just for her but for her family, for her relationships, for the world that they all exist in together. It's for the perspectives and storylines of all of them. Each and every one of us has these deeper nudges and callings, and they may look or feel different, but we all have them. A major part of the human experience is growth I would say in its most rudimentary sense, the human experience is for three things. Love, connection, and growth. So if you take a moment to scan your life right now, what do you want? What do you desire in love? Hmm. What do you desire in connection? I can't help but put my <laughs> hand on my heart for you. How do you want to grow? Mm, these are good questions to ask. Closing your eyes, hand on your heart. So perhaps you start by taking your own leap today and then trust that your future self is there if and when you need to make another choice or leap. I don't have a lot of intentions for my pilgrimage on the Camino. And by that, I mean that I have been on a very, very spiritual journey for the past few years. And I would say my one intention on this walk is to receive, to show up, and be a witness to all that moves in and through and around me, to be a receiver of all the messages that my guides, my ancestors, my loved ones, the land, the universe, spirit wants to share with me, and then to continue to be the conduit of moving these messages forward to those I love to those I am connected to, to those who also want to grow. Every time I've done experiences similar to this one, whether it's a retreat or a medicine journey or the trips to Haiti, I just return lit up from within. And so I am already feeling into the, this momentum that will be happening when I return from this trip. And with that in mind, I want to speak to you and I want to speak directly to your longing and your nudges and say that it is also time for you, dear one. We even have a new moon in Virgo this Thursday. (laughs) which is a time to bring form to your visions, to remember that anything worth doing is worth doing really well. This is a great time and season to put in the work and the effort and the energy needed to really create and manifest the reality that you want to live in. So with that said, I am currently booking discovery calls. I have actually a few offerings going on right now. I have a three-month group container called the Soulful Rise Collective that will begin towards the end of October and run through January. I will be hosting a few online workshops this fall and early winter, and I currently have two one-on-one coaching containers available. So that's it for today, my dear one. If you'd like to book a call, you can email me directly at megan at rattancoaching.com and megan is m-e-g-h-a-n you can message me on facebook or instagram or you can head over to rattancoaching.com and book from there until next time dear one be well